Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Hour number two, Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Happy Friday to you. Alongside Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton back in Nashville. Chad Withrow back with us on Monday. Matthew Stafford was nearly a Carolina Panthers quarterback. We'll tell you that story in a moment. But first, Paul, you just you were perusing yes. through Sixth and Peabody yeah. with Old Smokey and Yeehaw Beer. I, I took a little trip to uh, to get my energy drink here. It's very tasty. It looks and, like uh, an orange crush soda it's to not. me. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I came back with advice for two uh, entities that clearly look to me for advice. The first um, news station. Uh, if, if you've got a news operation, a local TV station, I, I've always spoken highly of you, and I know you'd look <laughs> to me uh, for advice. I, I want to advise you on your next hire for a weather person. Hire a young lady who recently got married and had a bachelorette party. She knows about good <laughs> weather, okay? Last week on Friday, we were here. There wasn't a single bridal party <laughs> anywhere to be seen, and it was pouring rain. She knew that the weather was going to be crappy. This week, they're all out there. It's 75 out. She knew it was going to be terrific. She's better than your weather person. She knows. (laughs) These are the hires you need to make. Now, the second group I'd like to talk to. Instinct. Which also comes, uh, you know, should rather regularly be coming to me. Are these young brides-to-be? And you know they're lining up for my advice. Oh, yeah. You're getting married too young. And this is a big Southern. I, 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 can't, I can't tell age. I'm not a Karnak of age. But you're in your, you're 25 or under, most of you. Would you agree? Yeah, most are. That's too young. You've got to experience a little bit of life to know what you're getting into to be married. I got married, you know, relatively late. You know, but in my, you, you, you got... Trust it. Hutton, you were how old? 31. This is more appropriate age. You got to live life a little to know what the hell you're getting into. If you get married at 22, 23, 24, 25, you're asking for trouble. (laughs) You're just asking for it. Trust me. Wait a while. If this guy is the prince that you think he is, in three or four years, he'll still be the prince that you think he is. Go out, explore, live a little. <laughs> just be with a different princess. Yeah, or there'll be <laughs> six other princes that you'll meet in those five years. Don't jump too soon. Listen, you have a weather casting career to get involved in first. <laughs> I, would, I also would like to appeal to the news directors out there who may be t- trying to take Paul's advice. There are also uh, bachelorette parties who are wearing a little more than underwear in the middle of January outside in the freezing rain. So, <laughs> Well, we did see that, yeah. Uh, that, uh, not, they were snowed in. Not a lot. 
I, I didn't see as many. Maybe, I, t- maybe, today, they knew. Maybe they're appropriately dressed because well, they watched the local news forecast and the uh, weather. Let's not get overly circular here, David. These, book, these trips, this one girl who's dancing the white wedding in a white dress <laughs> with her 16 friends who are in uh, uh, cow patterned um, cowboy hats, they booked this trip six months ago. They knew six months oh, yeah, ago they, the weather today was going to be outstanding. Yeah, they, they, uh, They're clairvoyant is what yes. you're saying. Okay. I mean, with, with all the, the shipping issues that we've had, I mean, they, have, they had to order these hats. 18 months, months ago. ago. Months ago. Months ago. They were on a boat in a port halfway across the world. <laughs> no, I'm pretty Just sure those, three are, months ago. those are made locally. Those aren't made oh, in China yeah. or anywhere oh, yeah. else. No, no. Those are, they just killed those cows just, down the road. They're skidding them on the other side of the, the street here. It is oh, up on Twitter, at Outkick360. Oh, of course. I mean... Uh, I would say both of you are correct. I mean, we did see the, uh, the, the, the bridal parties in town in January. We just see more of them right now uh, as March is And I understand March it's is, spring, is here. but you take my point. I mean, it's, it's March 4th. First day of spring is what, March 20th? 21st. I think. Okay. And then we'll be... First day of spring is today. We'll be springing. My, we'll my be springing I mean, it feels great. Yeah, um, it, springing forward, I think. Soon as well, like um, next week or the week not after. This week, next week. And that's the clock that's we like. That's a great. That's the clock we like. That's a holiday. We'll be driving home and it'll be daylight outside. Yeah. Paul, we'll get some sun in your eyes much earlier yeah, in, right. the, uh, <laughs> in the show. Uh, Jacob Swanson. I don't think we should ever great change, job with change the, the clock today. in the first place. Uh, Matthew Stafford was nearly a Carolina Panther. And I don't know, I think nine times out of ten, you could say that on, on a lot of guys who get traded, you know. I'm sure there are offers out there from multiple teams, right? But according to reports, there was an offer that had been agreed to between the Lions and the Panthers at the Senior Bowl last year. And then the Cabo trip happened, and Cabo cool Sean McVay uh, landed Matthew Stafford. Now, the offer was also substantially better. I mean, even if you're not a fan of Jared Goff, they got Jared Goff plus two first-round picks in exchange for Matthew Stafford. It was great for the Rams because they just won the Super Bowl. But think about what that would have meant for the Carolina Panthers to land Matthew Stafford and what it meant for Matt Rule and uh, the entire offense there compared to uh, David Tepper, uh, the owner who wants the franchise guy, compared to what they got with Sam Darnold. And where they're headed right now, which, I mean, the options are open, but they don't have a guy. Had to be a crushing blow for, to watch that deal come apart. I don't know how it stayed quiet for pretty much a calendar year. Yeah. Um, and then Martin Mayhew, the GM uh, in, in Washington, said um, lately, you know, that he's called every – first he said kind of uh, – or the, the way people read it was that he's called every team with a – a flexible quarterback situation this year. Then it was clarified that he called every team this year. And then he said he uh, – uh, this, this Wait, was he called every team for what reason? Every team to inquire about their quarterback situation. Who's available? If they might, yeah, I'm looking for a quarterback. What's your deal? So they, kind of, And he did this last year, he said. Okay. You know, and some people were making fun of him, like why would you be calling who's got the most solid oh, uh, I mean, quarterback? Uh, Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, why would you be calling Cincinnati? Yeah. He's saying, I'm doing my due diligence. I'm calling every damn team in the league. <laughs> you know, which I respect. I mean, that's like, cool, but you're wasting your time. I mean, right. I, but, I mean, it's a phone call. It's fine, yeah. 
So you're, you're wasting the other And he said he did GM the same thing too. last year, and then he was kind of. Uh, it sounded like you know I didn't hear it, I read it, but it sounded like the tone of it when he said, "Well, the Detroit thing last year, you know, you couldn't get in on that. It was an inside job, kind of." He called it, you know, whereas the relationships that existed between the Detroit people and those Los Angeles Whoa. people made it a done deal where he couldn't get in and but, offer a be- he couldn't get in to offer a better deal like it was closed a closed deal in that way which frustrated him and it would frustrate yeah, me oh, too Yeah I mean I get it, it frustrates but I, Carolina I'm trying to think why Detroit wouldn't allow wouldn't allow someone else to get in and add more draft picks well, to the pot What's Brad Holmes connection to LA was he with the Rams He was a scout yeah. So there's a relationship there. Okay. But I don't know why you would re- – your relationship. look, there was a relationship me, between Belichick and who in San Francisco when they traded Garoppolo for a second-round pick when he probably could have gotten more. We've seen deals like this where people say, why wouldn't you have had more conversations? You could have gotten more, and he just did it. Or Garoppolo wanted to go to San Francisco, and they accommodated him rather than looking at other places where they might have gotten more. You do favors or accommodate people or whatever. Maybe that was part of it. Detroit, after long service from Matthew Stafford, wanted to accommodate him, and his first choice would have been Los Angeles because of the Sean McVay offense and the circumstances of that team. And they said, well, listen, you've given us 10 amazing years in a crappy, crappy situation. We'll take a little less, and we'll get you to Los Angeles where you've got a chance to do great things as opposed to Carolina or Washington where you're starting off – in another bad spot. But here's, here is the, the kicker to the story that really is a gut punch for Panthers fans and for ownership. The, so the, the, according to the report, um, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, the, the Lions were ready to make the trade. Like They wanted to go ahead and finalize it before they left Alabama at the Senior Bowl. And the Panthers wanted to wait like a weekend and like get their things together and then like submit the offer. And they said, Dumb. and the Lions respond, yeah, the Lions responded and said, that's fine, but just so you know, we're going to continue to accept offers if you're doing jump, this. But, jump. And then, you know, that, that following Saturday is whenever I guess the, the Cabo trip happened. So, how Scott Fitterer look to David Tepper right now, right? Am I, you got the right name? You there? do, yeah. That I don't doesn't know, look like, very good. That's why you don't want that out. Well, the, yeah, I know. Yeah, and the, the one thing we don't know is what was keeping the trade from being finalized on Carolina's end. Like, it, it, the report was it was just their first-round pick last year, which they used on J.C. Horn. Yep. Um, surely it was more than that. Well, I wonder this. This is the first thing that comes to my head because we know very clearly David Tepper wants a start. The guy, yeah. Does he come back and say, can we do better? Well, consider consider Sean Watson's out well, there. But, but, but think about what was being rumored to be Brady offered for Deshaun Watson was already uh, gone a year earlier. See what I'm saying like you get a first round pick uh, again. It, surely there's more detail to that. Rodgers was unsettled. Yeah, yep. But you really, in hindsight, you get a quarterback like Matthew Stafford at this stage. And I'm not saying Matthew Stafford's not the king of all quarterbacks, but that's a pretty damn good quarterback. Oh, that's a huge splash. Yeah. You get somebody like that, you better damn close the deal. Let this be a lesson to the next team that's got a deal on the uh, the burner. If the team wants to close, close. Yep. Uh, Paul, what do you got going on this weekend? 
Tonight, I'm going to Dear Evan Hansen at TPAC, uh, which my wife and I both forgot about. So fortunately, we found a sleepover <laughs> for Simon, which is uh, important because otherwise... Hey, son. Uh... Well, he's always up for a sleepover. Oh, I know. He's but... not into babysitters, and you can't call it a babysitter. Yeah, but he wants to stay. He wants to host the sleepover now because he's got the pool table. Yeah. But he's perfectly willing to sleep over somewhere, so that was... Haste, so what is Dear... I, I should know this. What is, what is it's Dear... It's a play. Evan? It might be a musical. It's supposed to be excellent. Um, and it's what TPAC has going on uh, this week. So it's and so I got I got tickets as a it's Christmas the tour like Hamilton when Hamilton right. went on yeah. tour. It's the touring production of I got you of it. And then um, Simon's got some baseball tomorrow, and uh, I'm not sure exactly what else is going on. One of the dogs has a vet appointment. Ripley's been sick this week, uh, not been himself, but I think he's coming out of it. So that's big. Reed. Chelsea's playing tomorrow morning. Big plans. You have, well, you better, the, uh, are, they, are they playing tomorrow morning? Is that DVR worthy? Who's nine, Chelsea? Nine o'clock start. So uh, yeah. I might be, I could be awake for that. I don't know who this chick is you're talking about playing. <laughs> uh, I, I want to do a whole lot of nothing this weekend. I am. Uh, so I've been trying to plan when I was going to go back to a movie theater. Um, and I don't think this weekend you to see Batman. Is, I have, no, I haven't. It's been a while since I've been to the theater. I wasn't going to the movies before COVID. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't either. But I look for. I love popcorn. <laughs> I love popcorn, <laughs> and I've not had. I Aisle had the twelve worst. at the supermarket. No, man. no, no, no. I had the worst. Uh, the The popcorn Reed. situation in Knoxville, Tennessee, is atrocious. It is the worst popcorn on the grounds of the University of Tennessee I, that I've ever had in my life. I so I need buy, some good popcorn this that. weekend. I don't buy for a minute. That David Reed, you you have not just gone to the theater just for popcorn and left. Walked out. You've absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I have. Especially oh. when they started. So you remember when they started the deal where you could go and get your own butter? Like they had the butter machine that you could put your own <laughs> butter on there. Oh, absolutely. I just went to a movie theater and left with a bag. Of what do you got going, Hunt? I don't know. I mean, I haven't even been home <laughs> all week. So you want some popcorn? <laughs> no, I love. I, I absolutely. Probably some time at home. Claire might want to see. You. Uh, maybe. Um, Brody hopefully will. Uh, the, Brody the, always the wants gold to retriever. See. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're I'm I'm looking forward to just chilling out. I, I, I am looking forward to the Tennessee Arkansas game. Um, that will be on tap for sure. I think it's me. fair that we would all be tired after this week. That's right. Except for our crew. I mean, they didn't work hard at all. No. <laughs> you guys probably <laughs> ought to come yeah, in tomorrow and tidy, tidy things up. Look at them exhausted uh, behind the behind the set. They did an excellent job. Jacob probably has a late excellent night job. darts there tournament they are. tonight. There they are. There's Jacob and everyone. Late, um, night, late night darts tonight? No, no. he's... he's gonna, on hiatus. Yeah, he's going to veg out, I think. He's just chilling. He's nodding furiously. Been a great week. Uh, we're, we're still rocking and rolling, though. We've got a great guest coming up. Bobby Carpenter is just around the corner, and there he is. Bobby Carpenter stuff. from Outkick.com. Uh, he's going to weigh in. I'm going to ask him to weigh in on the Matthew Stafford Carolina report, and we'll dive in on a number of different topics, including the NFL Combine and all of this, all of this hype around 40 times and everything else. Bobby Carpenter is next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. From 6th and Peabody, Outkick 360 rolls on Friday edition. PK and Hutton with you. Chad back on Monday. Bobby Carpenter joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at bcarp3. And uh, he jumps in weekly with us. Always love having him on. Bobby, hope you're doing well. Oh, there he is. There he is. Can you hear us, Bobby? Yeah, oh, he's, he's got to work on the, uh, the audio mute, briefly. Or, or maybe it's on our end. We're going to get that sorted out because we can see him. So we, we know he's there. Uh, so, Bobby, hang with us, and we'll uh, we'll check in momentarily. Um, FanDuel.com slash OK360 is where you can go, and you can get 30-1 to 1 odds on the Jorge Masvidal-Colby Covington fight, uh, the main event of UFC 272. First-time users, you download the app, FanDuel.com slash OK360, and you can bet $5 to win 150 Straight cash bet. That's not you're not getting that back in, in site credit if you win. Um, Covington's a big favorite in this in this fight, but you can get him thirty to one odds or Masvidal, and uh, you can win one hundred and fifty dollars on a five dollar bet. It's got to be your first bet when you opt in, and when you download the app, Fanduel.com/slash/ok360. Um, Brent Hubbs and Austin Price will be joining us in in hour number three of today's program. Our NFL locker room is going to be back open to the media. Another topic that we will hit. Uh, Paul, we just learned that um, your, your favorite offensive tackle, Icky, Aquanu, I believe is how you say his last name, um, ran like a 4-9-40. Now, a man of his size. Should not be able to do that, yeah. naturally. Yeah, and that's I, – I don't know what Evan Neal has posted at the Combine, but we my guess is it will shortly. also look great. Yes. <laughs> Giant men running incredibly fast, and they're not going to be asked to do that very often, but it shows an athleticism that uh, would give you comfort for a guy to be able to uh, get out and pull, uh, certainly to, to lead a screen or something like that, and certainly to, to uh, match up with speedy edge rushers. Did you see the uh, the story out of Houston that, well, it was Lovey Smith on the Pat McAfee show? I heard and, you guys talking okay, about so it yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on this because, so Lovey Smith goes on the Pat McAfee show and Pat asks him about the headset, you know, um, with David Cully. I mean, they openly talked about it at press conferences. Cully was connected to Nick Casario, the general manager, during games, and Casario would lend advice, knowledge, tell him whatever's going on. Um, Lovey Smith said, hey, this is a different year, and I've never had that done before, and I think our coaching staff can handle it. Meanwhile, Casario, just hours earlier, had said something completely different. Indicating uh, he'd be doing the same indicating thing? Indicating, like, I, I could do the same thing if I need to do the same thing. It's a very odd I love the idea that Lovey Smith is saying hard pass. Oh, yeah. And the quote was, we all have roles. We have a coaching staff I feel like can handle all of those situations on game day. And, of course, Nick is okay with that. And then Nick Casario, you know, tried to balance it out a little bit where he said, eh, maybe, maybe I will be lending advice if needed. 
Bobby Carpenter uh, joins us now, Outkick.com, and again, at bcarp3. Uh, Bobby, I know you've got, uh, you, you heard our conversation about Stafford and the Panthers prior to the trade that went down uh, where Detroit sent him to Los Angeles and he goes on to win the Super Bowl. And uh, you sent me a text and said, hey, I've got, I've got some further stuff and background on how the Panthers situation all went down. The report was it went down at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they, they thought they had the deal done. I mean, I, from everything that I heard coming out of Carolina, I mean, they're flying back on the plane. They're celebrating. They think they have their quarterback. They're ready to go. The owner, Tepper, is ultimately going to be happy about this because he wanted a big-time dude. And then, like you guys have talked about, Stafford went down to Cabo. He ran in uh, to Sean McVay, and they talked and talked and talked. And, you know, eventually they kind of wanted to team up. And, you know, you asked the question, you know, why uh, why wouldn't Detroit try to leverage that yeah. against each other? And I think a lot of it came down to the fact that, you know, Matt Stafford, they were ready to move on from him um, in kind of not, not in a bad way, but just really give him some of his freedom too and let him go win. They were in a rebuild. They knew it. It wasn't going to be the best situation for both parties. And so I honestly think what it came down to, and I think Carolina was kind of upset about this because they felt like they had a more competitive offer. And we're willing to maybe even invest even more uh, more than what they had previously committed to do whatever it would take to sweeten that pot. But, you know, Detroit kind of wanted to do Matt Stafford, I guess, a solid. This is where you want to go. You've given us over a decade here. You've been really good. And I, I know some people in Carolina, I don't think we're ultimately happy about how that went down because they felt like they had their quarterback in the future. So uh, it was more than the first-round pick that was offered by Carolina because in the story I read, it was just the eighth overall selection, which ended up being J.C. Horn. And that, I, was, I was expecting, I was like, man, there, there's got to be more on the table than that, and it sounds like there was. So and I think they were willing to offer more, and I think it was kind of what will it take to get this deal done? And they didn't know that there were other bidders in there, and they thought that this was an open dialogue communication, and it was kind of wrapped up. And if, hey, if someone else enters the fray, let us know we're willing to, to take this where it needs to go. We're not going to ridiculously overpay and bid against ourselves, but in the same sense, you know, we want to make sure that we get this done, and then it, it just ultimately didn't happen, and they you know, kind of sent it to the Rams without really going back to Carolina because that was Matthew's preferred destination. Larry Fitzgerald Sr., so... Larry Fitzgerald's dad has weighed in on spoiled Kyler Murray. What do you think about the parents weighing in on NFL players uh, and and former uh, teammates at this stage? Well, you got to remember, too, I believe Larry Fitzgerald's father was an official for a number of years. No, he's in the media. <laughs> media. He's in the media now. He's been around the game. He, he understands it. And so being around it, I'm not going to say that he's a mouthpiece for his son mm -hmm. because I would never put that on any any player for what their parent and what their family ultimately says. But keep in mind, a lot of the things that he's hearing are probably coming from Larry or coming from guys that he played with or people, you know, around the Cardinals organization. And you know, they treated you know Larry pretty well. Larry Jr. probably felt like they're doing the same thing to Kyler Murray. They want to see more out of him. You have to remember Larry Fitzgerald Jr. Is, is held in as high regard in NFL circles as any player you're going to find. The guy was a warrior. He played forever. He was tough. He did whatever he asked. He wasn't you know, the biggest flashy guy in the world. He checked every box that you would want for your star player, and he did it in a place, gentlemen, like, let's talk about it. I mean, it's Arizona. No one wanted to go there, and he never really threatened to leave, never wanted to go anywhere else, and they took care of him. 
but he played at a high level. And so there's a high degree of respect for him. And so things that his dad is saying, I would tend to believe that there's some credence, you know, to what he's issuing out there and that he's not a mouthpiece for anyone. But if he's hearing this, it's probably a lot of things that are being said around the Cardinals facility, not just by management, but probably by teammates as well. So uh, the approach, I guess, is partly a modern approach. I hope we're not heading in the direction where this is the way young quarterbacks go, where they start the conversation by stripping the logo off their social media and they follow it up by having their, their agent publish a public letter. Um, but the, the, the GM and the, the head coach just got contract extensions. He's going to have to patch things up with this guy. Uh, the, the money ask seems to be a little high uh, considering the resume. Well, and that's what it is. I think Kime, you know, the GM, and then uh, Steve Kime, the GM, and then ultimately, uh, you know, their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, you got to think of what they did. They drafted quarterbacks back-to-back to bring him in. They had a first-round quarterback in Josh Rosen on the roster, so they gave up a lot. They staked their reputation to being able to utilize Kyler Murray and his unique talents. So it's not like they don't like this guy. They want it to work out. I think the problem is, and this is why you heard it leaked, that he wants $50 million a year. And Pat Mahomes is getting $50 million a year. Pat Mahomes has been to four AFC Championship games. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl, and he's won an MVP. Kyler Murray, okay, you read that letter, guys. There's a lot of him and hawing in there about going from three wins to 11 wins, two Pro Bowls. And, and let's be honest. Pro Bowls for quarterbacks, all, most of those guys opt out. Kyler Murray okay. got in last year because Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. I mean, he's like the third, fourth or fifth guy. And so he's a good player. Let's not get it wrong. And I think the Cardinals are willing to pay him, but we're not paying you for not winning a playoff game. We're not paying you yet for being a top five guy. You want to be that? Give us another year. You got to remember, he's only finishing his third year of his deal. So he has two more years you know, including his option year to be able to show it. And if I'm the Cardinals, you want 50, we're going to have to wait another year. Players like to get paid early and that's how it works. So if you want paid now, we'll pay you somewhere 40 to 45. It's no different than, you know, Baker Mayfield and what he's going through. And you have to remember as well, you look at what happened with Jared Goff. You look at what happened with Carson Wentz. You know, the bears didn't make that same mistake with Mitch Trubisky. Sometimes, I mean, you need a body of work to prove success out in sports, and Kyler doesn't have that body yet. Let's go with one more uh, NFL quarterback. What's the ideal, realistic situation in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and whatever else? Oh, goodness. I mean, that's it's a great question. Like, I, I personally think that they should bring someone in to challenge him. I know he's uh, – he, hmm. he, I wouldn't use the term emotional in a bad way, and he, I wouldn't say sensitive. Like, he's a competitive guy, and I think he takes things really personally. I would tell him, Baker, we think you're the you're the guy for us. We want you there, but we're going to have to bring in somebody to compete with you. And whether that's you know a Teddy Bridgewater, you know I don't know if Cousins is going to be available. Heck, maybe a Carson Wentz. I originally thought you know maybe you could Derek Carr. Now he might actually win it, but you know you're our guy. If you can't beat out some of these guys, then you're not you're not competitive, as competitive as we thought, and you're probably not the guy for us anyway. And so I would bring in a veteran backup to actually compete, knowing that Baker, you're the leader in camp. And if you play like you did two years ago, you're fine. But you've been injured, and last year you didn't play very well. We have a team that is ready to win, and we need to protect ourselves for the future.
Why would Gutenkist uh, with Green Bay come out and say that they have not received any calls about Aaron Rodgers and a, a potential trade? I mean, uh, uh, that's like the question of, of the year. Like you saw this last year when you know, he's saying things publicly. And I'm like, all you're doing is upsetting him. And now we can get and have the conversation of whether or not like that should upset Aaron Rodgers. Right. And everything, but but you know we, we know what he is, what he is, and he's a great quarterback. He's the reigning MVP. But he, I mean, he hears this, and I think he wants to make sure that hey, we're in alignment of trying to win a Super Bowl, and that you appreciate what I do for you here. Won thirteen games for three years in a row, and so you say that, and it's like, listen, man, we trying to insinuate that like your quarterback doesn't have any value. Well, people haven't called because. You know, they probably don't think that he's actually available unless he makes it known that he wants to be out. But to sit there and throw that out publicly, you know, and say, like, well, we haven't had any calls. I mean, that makes it sound like nobody wants your guy when he literally just won the MVP last year. And so I see that and I'm like, dude, you guys were in such a good place. Aaron talks about how people have changed, mended bridges, all these different things. And, and listen, Aaron's a unique guy. He is a unique guy. You know, he's, he's very competitive, but. You know, he looks at the world a little bit differently than most dudes. And so you have to understand that and you have to appreciate it. And I, I just hear Brian Gutekunst go up there and I'm like, dude, do you hear what you're saying? You don't want to have another mess on your hands like you had last year. Bobby Carpenter, our guest on Outkick 360. Um, Paul and I opened the show by discussing these 40 times, which are, you know, flashy and it, they're an easy and a very fast highlight, you know. Uh, you could watch a guy run 4-3 and only, what, eight receivers ran under 4-4. Where do you come down on this, Bobby? What what stands out to you at the NFL Combine and what is just not worth the attention that it receives? Well, I think 40 times, it, it is important for probably receivers and defensive backs as much as any position that you're going to find. We talk about you know how often you're going to run 40 yards in a straight line. Well, Receivers and defensive backs, those are two guys that actually kind of do. And so I, I do put some stock in that. But, you know, route running is more important. The ability to go high point of football, you know, understanding the game, how competitive you are. And so, like, you know, Trey Burks, he runs a, a four, five, five. All right. Well, was his game ever really predicated on speed? He's a big physical guy. He's a high point guy. He can run after the catch. He can do all of those things. Four, five, five is enough to get it done. Michael Thomas was the same way. You know, he ran in, you know, the, the high fours, low fives. And it's like, okay, well, this guy doesn't have elite speed. There are a lot of great receivers who don't have elite speed. There are a lot of great receivers that do, but you have to kind of figure out exactly the type of guy you're getting and whether or not they're going to need that. Like Tyreek Hill, he needs all the speed he can get because he's not really a great route runner. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. But there are other guys that, you know, have the size, have the physicality, and you're like, okay, I mean, Trey Burke, I've watched enough of Trey Burke to realize that this dude, Burks, he, he's, a, he's a dude, man. You watch him go play, he's a competitive SOB. He gets after it. The dude hunts wild boar with a knife. Like, <laughs> I absolutely love that. One of my buddies in college is from Texas. He's from the east, east of Dallas. He used to do that. Now, he's a linebacker, and, like, you expect that stuff from, like, a hillbilly roughneck linebacker. I mean, I don't expect that stuff from my wide receivers. They're the ones that are supposed to wear like 48 wristbands and look all good. I mean, you talk about wanting dogs, guys that are going to go compete. Like those are the type of dudes that you ultimately want on your team. 
Jamar Chase, I don't care how fast his 40 is. I know that he outruns guys on the football field. I know he does a great job getting open. He can go high point the football, and he's competitive as hell. And if you have those things, like you only really need so much speed to be able to get it done. I equate that a lot, like quarterbacks with arm strength. As long as you have enough to get it there, the accuracy, the anticipation, being able to read defenses, pocket presence, like those things are all more important than just like the one number or the one stat we want to like grip onto for a particular position. Chris Olave run uh, exceedingly well, and Garrett Wilson uh, is regarded as, as pro- by many as the best receiver there. How fast do you think those two Ohio State guys uh, come off the board and join the ranks of these good Ohio State receivers in the league? You know, it, it'll be interesting because like all these guys are different, man. Re- receivers, it's it's literally a preference thing. It's like going and getting ice cream. You go in there, there's you know, fifty different flavors, and you got fifty different people that all have a different favorite one. And, and a lot of it's like, what do you need? Do you want? Do you need a guy who, you know, can go inside, can go outside? You know, is a great high point guy. Do you need a guy who that you you know, can take this top off the defense can do some other stuff as well, but it's, you know, it's just a straight burner. I mean, and so everybody like, like something different because receivers come in all makes and models. You know, I ultimately think Garrett Wilson is probably the most complete receiver in this draft with Jamison Williams getting hurt and Jamison had some cat. You know, he had some drops issues, but he was the best athlete you know, of everyone, anyone. And so if he would have been able to continue to improve on that, you know, I, I think he's far and away the most elite, but Garrett Wilson, you know, when he ran sub 4 4, I'm like, all right, I've watched this guy leap out of the gym. I've watched him go high point the football. He's great with the ball in his hand, run after catch. He can get behind guys. I think he's probably the first receiver off the board, maybe the second. Um, I know Cleveland Browns fans really want them to take him, you know, Ohio State guy, and get him up there. And he's from the same high school as Baker Mayfield in Texas. So there's you know, all that connection there. And then Chris Olave is a little bit different. I mean, he, he can do it all, he can run, but you know, run all the routes, but a lot, you have to look at what the guy does best. He is a great top of the route tree, downfield breaking routes. You put him in a West coast offense where you're running slants, you're running skinny posts, you're running, you know, some corners, takeoffs, like the dude is smooth. And I know that they readjusted his 40 time, but man, he's six, three. He looks like he's running on water. You know, he's, he's got the requisite athleticism and he's a great deep ball catcher for being able to adjust to a football. A lot like Jamar chase does. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. They're very different body types, but how those guys can watch and see and have it come over their shoulder, like it's 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 a unique skill set that not everybody possesses. Bobby Carpenter, our guest. Um, it's going to happen. We're going to see players get compensated to participate in the NFL Combine. I mean, it's a primetime television event, um, and guys are more often opting out of some of these things, and you want the stars on on national TV in prime time. Have you, have you heard of any number like as a former player and just in in talks is there a a number that comes to mind or was ever thrown out there from the players association when you played on potentially what you would get paid to participate in the combine that guys to me it's been 15 years 16 years since i've been in the combine or not i guess not that yeah about that many now it's been a long time um so they were never talking about compensation my dad initially threw that out to me about seven or eight years ago, he's like, you know, one day they're going to pay these guys to do this. Yeah. And like, ah, it's crazy. You know, it's a, it's an interview. And he's like, they're putting it on TV. 
And if they want guys to do it, just like eventually start paying guys to go to the draft, you're making a TV show out of it. You need the content. You need those guys to be there. And, you know, like the draft, they'd give guys four tickets in the green room with peanuts and water. Like, <laughs> hey, man, if you want me to go here, let's give me eight tickets. Let me get an open bar. Let me get a prime rib buffet in the back so that my family can sit here and enjoy it. Bottle it's service. the same thing with. Well, exactly. Like make it and make it an event. So you got to have those guys up there, like showing them on a zoom meeting. Isn't good. You want to see them walk across the stage and put the hat on. And so for the combine, I, it may be different for every guy. There's some guys that you give them five grand, they may do it. Other guys say, Hey, I'm an elite top end dude. I want a hundred. Well, I don't know if they'll ultimately get there. <laughs> um, but guys think about it. It's a TV show now. Yeah. You know, it, and they're thinking about moving it. Indy's the perfect spot for it. It logistically it's set up incredibly well for ease of operation. It's fairly centrally located. You know, Dallas, I don't think it would be bad. I don't know if they have the hotel infrastructure. The hospitals aren't necessarily as close. It's pretty centrally located. It's got a good airport to get in and out. So that's a bonus like LA. I, I trashed that idea. Did you don't want to, how, first of all, most of the players are all coming from east of the Mississippi or at least east of the Rockies. You want them to travel all the way out there for, you know, you got to think it's a three or four day deal where they're up 18, 17 hours a day. It's intense. It's tiring. Those flights in and out, the traffic in LA trying to get to the different hospitals would be a mess for all the medical stuff. You know, I mean, I guess they could do the running earlier in the day. So that would be prime time. But think, I mean, they have moved the physical attributes of the test into the evening so that people can now watch it. Like the, the NFL, all they care about is content production. And that is why they're the most productive league. So getting back to it, you know, if they really want to make this thing a show, they might have independent agents and negotiating for what it takes to get guys there. Cause if you're going to start selling this to different cities and your heck, this thing might, they might end up simulcast on different networks and streaming rights and who knows what, you're going to do that. Like guys are going to want a piece of that pie and I don't blame them. Paul, I, I Paul just got back from Indy. I, I think if you ask coaches, players, media, uh, scouts, personnel, everyone would say Indy's the perfect spot. Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys was raving about Indianapolis and his wow. owner is, wow. is a guy that's bringing it to, there you go. Bringing it to Dallas. Yeah. And yeah, he, he, uh, it needs to stay. It, don't right. overcomplicate this. Just keep it at yeah, Indy. Mike, but the problem is they're going to sell it. Mike, Mike might be getting disciplined after Jerry yeah. heard those comments. Like, they're going to bring him on the bus. Just give him a little finger. Come on in yeah. here, buddy. But that's, I mean, because you've been there. Once you've been there once, you're like, man, they have designed this city for the combine. Like, they're great host events. They've got all the hotels. The hospitals are close. It's all walkable. You're like, man, this is awesome. You go out to Dallas. Heaven forbid LA. I mean, just think about that. It, it's great for other stuff. But this is something that's not just a one-off, four-hour event like a game. This is literally something that takes like eight, nine, ten days where people are there and you've got to go back and forth and you're up at all hours of the day and night. Indy shuts down for the combine. L.A., they could give two craps about it and it's going to proceed as normal when you have traffic and everything else. Got the best setup for all of these guest hits. Bobby Carpenter uh, from outkick.com. Great work on the YouTube channel and much more. Follow him on Twitter at bcarp3. Bobby, always great to have you on the show, man. Hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. Oh, I will. You guys have a good one too. Hey, you know, Hutton, listen, yeah. 
you know, make sure you get, you haven't been back to the house in a while. First thing you may want to do a walk to make sure there's no other shoes or anything else that's left. I mean, you've been gone for a long time. There might be some squatters and maybe some other dudes moving in. I mean, that's just the reality. Maybe it may be, you know, I've got to check all the rooms and, uh, <laughs> laundry. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe I still have laundry, uh, in the closet for, not, you know, not your laundry. Uh, right. It's, it's, all, <laughs> it's all been moved out. Bobby, good to see you, man. Thanks, gentlemen. Have All a good right. one. Bobby Carpenter Here's, uh, there. Two things I heard about Indy as the combine site while I was there. Some thinking that taking it somewhere else has to happen for the league to realize just how good Indy is. So it has to go somewhere else and be bad for the league to say, well, maybe, maybe we should keep it in. Yeah, Indy. but I mean, it, uh, I mean, I just they know don't... how good it is, but to go somewhere else and profit and for the profit not to be worth it because of the logistics for them to actually experience. Yeah. And then another thing that it's conceivable, I can't imagine they do this, it's conceivable they would take it to Frisco, but ask the prospects to go to Indianapolis for the medical. So you go to Indianapolis on your way in or out for the medical, and then you go to Frisco for the testing and for the media. It's, it's, so it's a three-part three three thing. There's medical, there's uh, testing and interviews with the teams, and there's the media thing. And you're going to take those three things and split it into two things and one thing and have them do one in Indianapolis and two in, in Frisco, Texas. That'd be stupid. And the purpose of the combine Is was a centrally located uh, testing facility for players coming into the draft. And it's kind of turned into a lot more than just at its simple core what it was made for, right? It's also an because NFL the, convention now. Well, it's a convention, but the, the teams, and we can get into this in a bit, the, the teams now are willing to spend a ton of money and travel scouts all over the place. And, you know, whenever it was first created, they were trying to save money. Yeah, the centrally you know? located isn't as important. Right. It's a, it's a central location that everyone comes to, right? It doesn't matter where that is uh, per se. But, again, they're, they're doing it because of the television product and because millions tune into this. Coming up, uh, we hit some other headlines, including, is Paul going to be back in an NFL locker room soon? This is Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The NFL and NFLPA, they have lifted all COVID-19 protocols and restrictions, meaning no testing, no masks, no um, monitoring players and social distancing and all that. It's just all been lifted. And I bring this up as we welcome you back to Outkick 360 because it's been a couple years since we've seen reporters in locker rooms. It's been outside locker rooms at NFL stadiums or at the team facility. And I wonder, Paul, does this mean that when OTAs crank back up, Media is back in the locker room, which will enhance coverage of the league. Well, um, for a team like Titans, the team that I cover, uh, locker room wasn't open during OTAs, and it's not required to be open during OTAs. It's not required to be open during training camp. It's required to be open during the season. 
So it opens, uh, you know, in the third week of July, say. But by by NFL rule, then it's open. It's but open. They during, could open it if the, they wanted they to. Okay. Yeah. Because they used to. Vrabel doesn't want to. Right. Um, but unless they change another rule, it, if the COVID protocols are gone, the only reason it wasn't open is because of the COVID protocol. Now, I'm not going to be surprised if they all of a sudden change the media rules to close it because they like it closed very much. But I And they can it. use that as the excuse? like, Well, they can just say, we liked it the way it was. The players like it without you guys in there. We like it without you guys in there. We'll change it. It'll be an uproar. Fans won't care. But it does affect the coverage. It does. I don't care what people think about that. There are 22 guys in that locker room I counted, and the Titans went up to 91 this year. But there were 22 guys in that locker room I, <clears throat> quote, unquote, knew. Now, I didn't get to know. I don't know Christian Fulton. Guys that you had had a personal conversation draft, with. Yeah, yeah. second-round draft right. pick of the Titans two years ago. I don't know him. He doesn't know who I am. I haven't been able to stand around and BS with him or have a private moment with him away from any other reporter or, or we're anything feature like that. Exclusively. Right. And so, I mean, that makes a difference. You've gotten the, the same story from a lot of people because they're working from the same conversation. And now there could conceivably be, if there were 53 media, 53 different conversations out of an open locker room. That's really important to me. It may not really be important to well, you. But it, it's more important to you than you think if you're an avid reader of everything that's written about your team. Just think about, I mean, how many feature stories have you seen over the last two years on guys? Not many. I mean, I think we know less about this league individually. Than we ever have. Yeah, because you're not having the one-on-ones, and you're scrambling to get get your best content out immediately, because if you don't, someone else who was also standing right there recording it is going to do just that. Yeah, and and those features are big, like you're talking about, and also little tidbits that you find out about a guy from being around him. Absolutely. Coming up, headlines uh, across uh, the the sports world and a question at the Combine that The Athletic posed to prospects about the non-quarterback in the NFL that they would want to build their franchise around. Those results are interesting. We've got them for you next on Outkick 360.